0: Yes people, it is Monday and are you ready for chin check people? We are looking back at UFC 258 and some of the phenomenal performances we saw on the night. So time to sit back and let's get it poppin'. Okay, people, so, UFC 258, god damn, this card, people, we had some great fights, we had some great fights, and we also had, man, we had some, I don't know, we definitely had shocks, right, we definitely had shocks, we had comebacks, it was, it was a crazy ass. Fight card, crazy ass fight card, and there were people that didn't win but still showed a lot of heart. Right, it it was just packed. I mean, we we did. <laughs> we'll see. We did lose a fight. Right, so we went from twelve, all the way down to ten on fight day. You know what I mean? Like we lost what one at the weigh-ins and then one the morning of. Which was a shame. But the fights we did have, yeah, they they gave us enough. You know what I mean? They they weren't shabby fights. And I think we definitely saw some uh you know what I mean? new cats step up, step up and um, you know, shoot their shot. You know what I mean? People ended skids. It it, it was all crazy Especially the main event people So, only one early prelim But that was cool You know, it was a It was a back and forth welterweight war Between Philip Green and Gabe Philip Rowe even And Gabe Green Now, I think the beat There was a lot in this fight Because it was Close. This fight was close, and you're and you, you know, what I mean, I think you find a lot of people that go one way and a lot that were going the other, you know, which I think you can see it. I, I, I think if the fight had gone either way, like, I don't think anyone would have particularly have complaints because it was close was close, right, so Green, he came out with heavy shots, really looking for those heavy shots, but I think one thing, and and you could say about both, they both kept their composure in this fight, you know, I mean? no one was panicking, rushing, but uh, yeah, Green came out hot, and Rowe was, he was doing a good job with kicks early on, real good job with kicks, keeping it at bay. Now, Green was able to get in close, get a body lock takedown, but Rowe got up, then landed a trip takedown, and he had a a big chunk of time where he was in control. Now, he lost it in the transition. He lost it in the transition, and um Green, he, he went for a standing arm triangle Which he took to the ground And you're thinking, oh, But Roe was able to escape Right, so the first round, it was close But yeah, I think Roe probably had the most the, the majority of the control time Even though they both had their moments Now from there on it was a bit harder to call. Bit harder to call. Although, I'd probably give the third round to Green. Now, I mean, when you look at the fight, right? From range, Roe was doing a very good job. He was doing a very good job. Landed some big shots. Up close. Oh, up close. Green was doing work. Though... Do you mean Rowe was still getting off shots and from range, Green he was landing right. So they were both doing their thing, but you could you could definitely say from range it was Rowe, in close it was Green. You know you can look at it like that. They both had moments on the ground, but I feel the big thing was when Green landed, there was impact. You know what I mean like the big shots? You could see they were big shots, right? There, there's that big power. Now, although Roe definitely landed some big shots, Yo definitely landed some big shots. Definitely had his moments, but they, there's not the same. It wasn't quite the same, um, you know, power, and. It's not to say that Roe can't knock people out, right? Because he has. I, I, I just think Green has one hell of a chin, right? Look at the body types, like Roe, that gangly, tall, long reach, long limbs. Green, a lot stockier, you know? So he can absorb those shots, and he did. He absorbed those shots, and he was able to then walk through a lot right he he was a lay, he was always pushing forward he was able to walk through and do his thing he also really hurt frigging rose uh, calves he he was landing a lot of leg shots right and I mean Roland landed some as well but I think greens he had that heavy heavy leg kicks. And inside and outside, he was going for it. So he was really mixing it up. Well, and um, yeah, he he took away Rose' legs. Now this is the crazy thing, and I've got mad props for for Green, right? Because you could see that Rose' legs were fucked. You really could. And coming into that third round. It was a case of, oh, if he really goes at the legs, it could be done, right? It could be done. And he hit Roe. Roe just, bro, he buckled and um, he went down. And Green, it, he could have backed up, you know, told the ref to make him stand. And if Roe couldn't stand, then it's over, right? But. When Ro, when Green was talking to Rogan afterwards, he was just like Rogan asked him that, and he's like, um, look, Rose is a nice dude. a nice dude. We've we've been talking for a while, right? So there's a they had a mutual opponent, um, who they shared information on, and it just they it, it, he was just like yo, it's it's friendly. He signed up. He helped me up at the end of the first round. Do you know what I mean? They there was no. Ill will between the two, so he was just like, you know, what? I didn't wanna, didn't wanna fuck him up, right? So I've I've i went in for the submission. I thought I had it, you know. He escaped. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> you, there's a there's a respect there, you know. What I, mean? I, I I I dig that, though. You mean, Probably not the wisest of decisions, but he, you know he he had faith in his submission game, which you know I I definitely think hey if you feel that you have an advantage somewhere go for it and so he had that but it was just that mentality of listen I don't have to win, and damage my opponent, you know so um yeah. I, you know, I, I it, it was definitely um an interesting thing for green to do but uh it was, it was pretty cool now one of the judges did give it um what was the score he gave it 30 27 right it was weeks he gave it 30 27 and I'm like look it is it's a 2928 fight. It it wasn't thirty twenty seven, but it it was close and there was definitely moments I was going into the third I was thinking oh I think this could be rose, but with the leg punishment and everything like that I was like yeah I I I'd, I'd probably say green so it was crazy close I wouldn't say it was thirty twenty seven I'd say it was twenty nine. Twenty eight, But it was a fun fight. It's definitely a fun fight. And I think there is good takeaways for both from this. So the prelims proper opened up with a catchweight bout. Because it was a late addition. Normally these dudes are bantamweights. So we had Andre Yule against Chris Gutierrez. And like... (sighs) I think the big thing with this fight was the leg kicks. Definitely was the leg kicks. Because, you know, we saw from the start that Yule, real fast hands. Real fast hands. And he was doing a very good job of darting in and out. Landing that jab. You know? That's what what he was doing very well. But... Gutierrez, he was hitting that leg kick And we'd seen him You already he stopped Cody Durden with leg kicks So we know how good those were And I think Yul was doing an okay You know, blocking it and avoiding it You know, throwing his own But as things kind of went on Right, the, the leg kicks started a little bit more and I think you saw you try and change his game up a bit. You know what I mean? Try to change his game up a little bit. And he wasn't... He went away from the darting in. The movement that was, you know... Really giving him a, a, a good stepping in the fight. Right? So we um, So, he kind of stopped that for a bit... And, like, I think at first it wasn't so much because of the leg kicks had fucked his legs up. But he he was trying to maybe throw Gutierrez off, you know, try something else. But as the fight went on, and especially in that third round, you could definitely see that his movement was compromised. You know, was compromised, but... You you have to say you didn't. You know what I mean? At no point did he stop trying. Right? There was definitely, um, you know, props to you for for still trying to come forward, trying to do his thing with the kicks. But Gutierrez, you know, was doing very well with them, and. Um, yeah, I think it was his reversal as well of a takedown in that third round, you know, I, I think they are the big things that, yeah, like, kind of turned this fight for Gutierrez, you know, because I wouldn't say it was, um. like, it wasn't one-sided, definitely wasn't one-sided, so, I mean, some of the judging... I think one judge gave it thirty twenty six, and I was a bit like, I don't know about that, right, but I I do kind of feel there was a point where Gutierrez was kind of taking over, but yeah, you know, a decent fight, so from there, we go into the ladies' strawweight, Division and we had Pollyanna Viana against Mallory Martin. So this one started off, and you know, Viana she was utilizing that jab well, utilizing the jab well, started to throw some kicks, and uh, you know, Martin caught a kick, pushed forward, and gets a takedown, right? Maybe. Not the wisest thing, I <laughs> mean, not the wisest thing to engage with Vienna on the ground, you know, and especially because of the longer limbs and all of that, because she was doing some nice work off the bat, kept her moving, right, so not allowing Martin to throw a, a lot of shots, you know, keeping her balance while, you know, moving around to um, distract Martin from what she wanted to do, you know what I mean, and that was obviously, get those legs up, get those legs up the body, to then attack with arm bars, triangles, all of that kind of jazz, right, and yeah, Vienna, she decided, I'm gonna try for a triangle, right, so gets a triangle. Now it wasn't fully in, wasn't fully in. So Martin, she is, you know, she's doing the right things to try and defend, and she gets to her feet, gets to her feet. Now, what she could have done is what usually in that kind of position, shake, right? You you shake, but it's a slow kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just some movement, shake, and and l- l- slip out, right? And she was close to doing that. Unfortunately, Martin went for the, the other form of escape. Now, it has worked for people, right? It has definitely worked for some people, but it also, a lot of the time, it will backfire, and as. Especially, especially if you were going up against a very skilled, you know, jiu-jitsu competitor. Which, you know, I think it's fair to say Viana is. So, Martin slammed her. Martin slammed her, which put her deeper into the choke, right? So, where it wasn't fully locked in, the slam put Martin real into it, allowed Viana to lock it up, which ugh, never great, right? Never great. So um yeah, so it, it you know she slams it it, it goes in, right? But Viana she decides now to um you know, switch it slightly, so she extended the arm, extended the arm, Martin, you know, she's trying to defend, trying to defend, but in the end, she has has to tap, I think she gave a verbal tap as well, but uh, yeah, it was a very nice win for um, Viana who showed real Real smooth, you know, jujitsu, man. It was real smooth jujitsu, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that was a great win. And it took us into our fight Bilal Muhammad against Diego Lima in the World division. So, I feel the big thing in this fight was Muhammad's, he's just suffocating forward pressure right, that was the the real big issue for Lima, Spheres, Lima was working that jab, he was working that jab, which was, you know, landing, you know, he, he was doing an okay job with it, right, but he's only throwing the jab, only throwing the jab, you know, it was just one-twos, 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 And you kind of think that if Lima had have put more combinations together, it might have worked better. And what we saw was, like, in that first round, it was Muhammad pushing forward. He was trying to get a takedown, and Lima did a great job of stopping that, which was huge. You know, because in the fights before he was getting taken down all the time. So the fact that you can see that Lima has been working on this, that's big. Right? And he he done a very good job. But it's that control. And even though Mohammed wasn't getting the takedowns, he's still, you know, I mean. He, he, he's still putting the pressure on Lima, he's still draining, right, he was working the body, body shots, all of that, and it's just that oppressive, oppressive octagon control, now, at the beginning of the second round, we saw Lima come out and, and take the center himself, take the center and push forward, and he was definitely having a Better round, right? It was working a lot better for him with moving forward, but he couldn't sustain it, right? He he went back to letting Muhammad take the lead, take the lead and push, right? And that's where yeah, Muhammad was doing his best work, right? Because again, as I said, look, Galima wasn't wasn't throwing wasn't throwing anything that Mohamed really gave a damn about, right, what we wanted, well, I mean, what we needed from Lima was something big, right, if, if it was a, you know, a big knee up the middle, a front kick, something to make Mohamed go, oh, I can't just keep on doing this, oh, I better be careful, because you know he's got that right that that that's what um yeah that's what Lehman needed and unfortunately for him he didn't have so Mohammed was able just to kind of implement his game plan implement his stifling stifling game plan and eventually in that third round he finally was able to hit a takedown you know it he, he was about a minute left in the round And um, Yeah Then it was just the Muhammad show You know He he was attacking with the rear naked And just doing his thing It was just that control Just that control Which You know It, it didn't look fun <laughs> It really did not look fun So uh, Yeah You know Mohammed goes to eighteen and three, which oh yo, hey you could definitely feel he's gonna get some movement and there's a lot of world weights so I just be like I don't know if I want that, don't know if I want that, but you know it, I feel it also sh- possibly showed how you might be able to beat him you know you just need to stop that forward motion. Right, but can you? That's the question. So, from there, we go up to the middleweight division. And our last fight on the prelims. We, oh, this was a good one. Right, we had Anthony Hernandez against Rodolfo Vieira. Vieira, unbeaten. And just, ugh. You know what I mean? A jiu-jitsu Beast. I think with this fight, what it showed, what it showed people is, don't give up, you know what I mean, and we had two fights that really epitomized that fact, you know what I mean, just keep going, keep working, have confidence in your game, because if you can weather a storm, who knows what can happen, right, so, you know, Vieira came out, and landed a huge, huge takedown, right, slammed Hernandez, and, you know, Hernandez was, you know, fighting, trying to stand, but just getting taken down again, and we saw Vieira just heavy on top, not giving space, and looking for, um, looking for different submissions, Right, looking for different submissions, and you thought, oh shit, it's done. It is done, it's over, people. But Hernandez was able to survive, right? Able to survive and able to escape. Which, yo, huge. You I mean that, that's just huge, right? So Man, I, I think it was probably, I don't know Maybe a minute and a half left Right, goes back to the feet Back to the feet And on the feet Hernandez Hernandez is doing doing good But it was weird because Vieras just looks a little plodding Looks a little plodding And boom Hernandez catches him Catches him with a big... Big hook, and you're just like, oh fuck, Vieira's rocked. Vieira is rocked. You know aint I mean? now, Vieira, being smart, he he he's he's trying to get back, trying to get back in, and get it back to the ground. But because now he's rocked, right? Now he's gassed. It's. It's allowing Hernandez to stuff the submission attempts because they're not very well set up. It's desperation mode. You feel me? So uh, yeah, it is Anthony Hernandez landing big shots, trying to end the goddamn fight. We're like, whoa, 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 what? Yuri, and at the end, Hernandez, he's um. You know, he throws a triangle on. Throws a triangle on. And then you're like, whoa. But is able to escape. But it's just like that thought of, what the fuck? Imagine if Hernandez could pull off a submission. How crazy would that be, right? So, second round. You're thinking, I don't know if this is enough time for uh, Vieira to... Um, you know, get his wits about him, so, and then there's, he's comes, comes out with pressure, right, comes out with pressure, but Vieira, able to get a takedown, right, he takes the back, takes the back, and you're like, ooh, but, you know what I mean, but, he, he slips off, slips off the back, which you're just like, ooh, never good, right, so they're back on their feet, Hernandez hits a head kick, hits a head kick on the, <laughs> on the cage, then lands two elbows, two big elbows, Vieira is, he's just dumb, you could see he's got no energy, no energy, right, so, uh, yeah, you're just like, oh, what what's going to happen here, right, now, Vieira manages to get a takedown, but Hernandez scrambles, right, scrambles, and um, gets Vieira's neck, gets his neck, and, you know what I mean, drops back, he's got that guillotine, and you're just like, oh shit, because when someone is gassed, that, Changes everything Changes everything You know I mean look Look what happened to um, Oh John Volante Against Morris Green Wasn't even in A proper head arm And he tapped Because he was just so gassed And uh, yeah Vieira tapped Vieira tapped where the multiple-time jiu-jitsu champion had to tap to, you know, Fluffy Hernandez, it was crazy, like, no one, absolutely no one envisioned this, you know, if Hernandez was going to win, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a knockout, a decision, something, but no one, Noah thought he was going to tap Vieira. It was insane. And a great way to lead us into the main card. You know. Now, I think a big thing with... Because when you look at it, Vieira is so, so big, right? He is just built. He's hench. You know, and you just think... When someone is getting big takedowns, right? He picks him up and he slams him. Now, you've got those small takedowns, those subtle takedowns. Get a single leg, run the pike, you know, a trip, something like that. Small, it's easy. But when you're going for those big, big takedowns, you're using a lot of energy. You're building up that lactive acid with those huge movements, and with all those muscles, you think that's possibly what did it. You know, he burnt himself out at the beginning. Burnt himself out with all those movements. Also, I think when you've, you know, you've been out for a little while, right? It feels different. So, you know, you, you can be a bit anxious, nervous maybe. And yeah, that again in itself can gas you. Right, so there's these these things that I feel probably worked against Vieira. You know, a, a lot of the things that you might look at and think, oh that's a strength, right? That's a strength. No. I think they worked against him. Um but I think look, that this was his eighth fight, right? His eighth MMA fight. He, he he's got so much experience with jujitsu, but eighth MMA fight. So this is very valuable. This is what he probably needed. Because now, gives him enough data to go away, make amendments. And, um, you know, we will see what Rafaldo Vieira is made of when he comes back. You know, it will show us what his ceiling is going to be in this, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was crazy. But, uh, you know, a great way to lead into the main. So the main card starts off with a uh, a middleweight clash, right? We've got another middleweight clash. This time it's Maki Patolo against Julian Marquez. Now, Marquez has been out for a while, right? So he's, uh, yeah, getting back to it. And I think what's fun about this one, right? So Marquez goes by the Cuban Cuban Missile Crisis. Patolo is coconut bombs. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we got a Bay of Pigs situation here. You know what I mean? And boy, oh my gosh, this was one hell of a fight. One hell of a fight, people. Pitolo, he wasted no time. He came out firing everything, right? He was hitting, you know, low kicks, high kicks, landing the uppercut. He's really taking it to Marquez. Now, Marquez wanted a grapple, right? Which makes sense. You've been out of the octagon for a while. So, you want to slow things down. You know, get into the flow and then you can um you know start to implement your game. But Pitolo not <laughs> not allowing him anything, right? And um hits a really nice elbow in the clinch, then gets a takedown. Right, so um, you know, he's uh Petolo is he's just not giving any space to Marquez right, Marquez, he manages to get up, but just can't shake Patolo off him, you know what I mean, can't shake Patolo off him, Solo is being a clingy lover, that's what, that's what it's like, right, um, and uh, yeah, it is. Patolo is just staying heavy, trying to wear Marquez out, now, in the scrambles and everything like that, Marquez is able to grab the neck, and he tries to stand in guillotine, but Picholo escapes. Now, Marquez does land an overhand on the break as the round is ending, but you've got to say, that was a very good round for Picholo. So, round two. And, um, yeah, Marquez, you know, he, he's coming out, he's trying to land. But can't seem to get a bead on Patolo, and Patolo here you know, he's being very evasive and landing really well, right? Head kick, uppercut, like that combo is working really well for Patolo, right now. Marquez he um, he throws throws a shot, but slips over. Slips over, allowing Patolo to get on top You know, something that he probably didn't want Probably didn't want And so now Patolo is on him He's, uh, yeah, again, coming with that happy top game Now Marquez was able to get up But Patolo takes him down Marquez up, Patolo takes him down again Alright so uh, yeah, that that's how it's kind of playing. Now when Patolo, um, yeah he, he he you know he's going for stuff. Marquez is able to get up. Now Patolo shoots to get another takedown, doesn't follow through though, doesn't follow through, and you don't know. You're like, ah, uh, is Patolo getting tired? I don't know, but him not pushing through allowed Marquez. To stuff the takedown and then attack with his guillotine. Right, attack with the guillotine. And he, he's he's trying it several times and it's looking tight. But Patolo's able to escape. And, you know, he, he's able to then get into mount, end around on top. So we're now coming into the third. And yeah, gotta say, right, Patolo is. Probably winning this two to none Right, Marquez If he's going to win He needs a stoppage And I mean It's not looking like that's going to happen Right, we're seeing a lot of good stuff from Pitolo here But, you know Who knows So, third round and Petolo, He is coming with that pressure Coming with that pressure but you know you gotta give Marquez a lot of props because he's showing heart, he isn't giving up and he's still slinging, which is definitely good for him because he lands and he manages to hurt Patolo. right? So um it is you know, now it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. You know, so they they're going back and forth. Patolo's trying to survive, and um, yeah, Marquez hits an elbow, right? Hits a real nice elbow. So they're grappling, they're grappling. It's getting crazy. Marquez goes for a guillotine, but Patolo is able to escape. He gets the back, and he's trying for a rear naked. Can't get it, and they're back on their feet. So Marquez again, lets the hands go, hurts Patolo, hurts Patolo with an overhand, and then lands a nice knee to the head, so, oh my gosh, it's definitely getting crazy, definitely getting crazy here, people, so, the fight now goes to the ground, right, Marquez, he locks up an anaconda, and you're thinking, oh, what's Patolo going to do? Patolo tries, but can't escape. Can't escape and has to tap. Has to tap. It was, I mean, this was so crazy. Because you didn't think from the way everything had been going, it looked like Patolo was taking this fight. But Marquez, he just, didn't give up stayed with it and hey you 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 have to give him mad props for doing that you know he was able to survive he he was able to get around that you know long layoff and the um, the obvious you know rust that was there because i think he was struggling with, uh, you know, getting into the flow of things, getting his range and all of that at first. But, uh, yeah, Marquez, uh, you know, I think as we've seen from him in the past, he, he sticks around, right? It, it's He's not easy out in the octagon and he gets a big win. And then in his, <laughs> in his chat with Rogan... He um, asked Miley Cyrus to be his valentines. <laughs> so it was um, all real crazy. And Rogers was fun. He was fun in his, uh, you know, post-fight interview. So after that crazy fight, we dropped down to the featherweight division and we had Ricky Simone against Brian Kelleher. So... I think what we see in this fight Right The big thing we see in this is It's Technique Right now Brian Keller is a He's a good fighter He's a good fighter And he always shows heart He shows determination And he's You know He's there to bang But Simone He, he was just technically the better fighter, technically the better fighter, and he just had more, you know, he had that speed that he could utilize, so he could dart in, dart out, you know, he, he put together some really good strikes, mixed up with his, his takedowns, you know, he was just able to control things. You know, really able to control things, and it's his pressure did not give up. Right from beginning to the end, he was there. Same energy, same same rate, and at the end, right, at the end, he just. Uh, you know, he he looked like he could go another couple rounds. You know, I th- I thought that was. Huge, it was some crazy ass shit, all right. Really, um, yeah, it it was really, you know, really impressive. Yeah, you just thought he controlled everything, every single round. Simone, he just had the advantage and he hit so many takedowns, so many takedowns. It was like, uh Marab, (laughs) you know what I mean It was like seeing a Marab Clone in there Just doing his thing, so Yeah, hats off to um, Ricky Simone, man You know, he, he put on a very Very good Display of skills So, we now Are in our featured bout Another middleweight clash And we got Ian Hynish Against Kelvin Gastelum So Gastelin, he's been on a, a, you know, a bit of a skid. Listen, the tougher position, you know what I mean? Tougher position, right? So Adesanya, Darren Till, and um, God, Hermanson, yes, Hermanson, right? So I think the thing with those, like, he really. Really pushed it against Adesanya And I think that was a split Right, the Till fight was a split And the Hanansen fight was a uh, You know, a, just a quick submission You know, leg lock So, it, it's hard to be like Oh, well, Gasoline is done You know, but it is free losses So he's going up against Ian Hynish who um, got a big win in his last fight, has felt that he, you know, he should be at a higher level. So this is his big opportunity. And you look at it and you think, hey, he could be catching Gasoline at the right time. Gasoline could be doubting himself. He, you know I mean, he could be very hesitant, which, you know, allows for openings and for Heinisch to implement his game. So, when this fight starts, you know, Heinisch gets a a quick takedown. And you just think, oh, that's not good, right? I, I wonder what, you know, he can do. But Gasoline, he did not panic. He gets up. Gasoline gets up, well, and we then see we then see i feel the the difference in the game right the difference in the game the difference in the experience gastelin he was able to um, really just implement his skill set implement his skill set yo know, gastelin he's able to uh, you know he's able to get his own takedown Heinisch, he was trying for a Kimura, right? But Gasolin is in. Um, I think he was in the guard, right? He's in full guard, and it's hard to get a Kimura in the um, in the position Gasolin was. You know, his Gasolin, he he did what he needed to do. He changed his position, right? Changed his position, and you know, stuffed it. He then gets into mount right, and again, Heinrich tried for a Camorra, but, you know, Gasoline was easy, he was easy enough to uh, block it, and when Heinrich gets up, Gastelum just t- takes him back down, you know, takes him back down, controlling shit, right, so second round, and uh, yeah, again, we saw Gastelum, you know, really just implement his will, he gets a Big takedown on Heinisch, big takedown, and just um, put it on him, right? Put it on him. You wasn't really allowing Heinisch to, to do a lot, you know, and pff, rinse and repeat in the third, you know. Heinisch, he, he tried some like jumping knees and things like that. Gasoline just catches it, takes him down takes him down, it, it, we saw that difference, right, we, we saw that difference, the experience, everything like that, and I think, Hainishi didn't give up, he, you know, he was trying, but he didn't seem to have a, 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 you know, a different plan, he didn't have a backup for, okay, if this isn't working, I can go for this instead. You know, Gastelin was just able to, uh, you know, stop him at every turn. So it, this was definitely big for Gastelum. Now, he wasn't pleased with his performance per se. He was very happy he got the win. But, you know, he's like, oh, I've got stuff to work on. But, um, yeah, you can say gasoline did look good. He looked good, held it down. So props to Gastelum here. Right, and now we jump into the co-main event, co-main event, now this was interesting, right, because we've got the future, future she's returning, and going up against Alexa Grasso, right, who, um, you yeah, know, Grasso, she's a very, you kind of feel Grasso's a very underrated fighter, You know, she's um, shown some extremely good skills in the octagon. And there's been a few decisions that that just didn't go away, right? That you kind of feel bad for. You know, because there's certain things you'd be like, "Ah, I kind of feel she won that fight, right? But, okay, fine. So um, it was like, oh, how is this going to go? How is Barbara going to come back from defeat? And how's Grasso going to do in her second fly second fly weight bout? Alexa Grasso, man, she really was utilizing her quick hands. Hands are so sharp. It was a you know a good jab, she was firing out, she was using the leg kick. You know, it was really working well. And I think the other big thing that maybe caught Barber off guards here, Barber tried to implement the clinch. You know, tried to, as you look at them, Barbara is, she's the bigger of the two. And she is, she's the fighter that is a, a, definitely a flyweight. You know, she's big for the weight. And, you know, I think I said in the previews that, yeah, feel that at some point in the career, Barber will move to bantamweight. But in the clinch, Grasso held her own and was able to reverse Barber for the majority of the time. Right? So a lot of great clinch work from Grasso. She's hitting elbows and knees inside. It, it was some really good work. Now, Barber, she was landing... But straight away, Grasso was coming back with a counter. Straight away, a a, a crisp counter and just putting Barber on check. Barber was doing a lot of movement. A lot of movement and a lot of um, feints. But it was that weird one when people do it when they're really out of range. And you kind of feel, ah, that's probably detrimental to you. You could be wearing yourself out, you know, because you're not doing it in effective range, so there's no darting in, there's nothing, right? So in that second round, again, Grasso is just utilizing those quick, fast hands, quick, fast hands, putting in some outstanding work, you know, really putting in some outstanding work, leg kicks, Yo, know, overhands. Grasso is, bro, she's really in a flow. So um, yeah, she she throws, but slips. Throws and slips. Barber gets on top, and you're just like, oh, this is Barber's moment now. But Grasso utilizes the leg, to um, you know, get a reversal, get on top. And once she was on top, we saw a very good ground game from Grasso. You know, she, she attempted an armbar. right? Couldn't get that. So she then went for a head and arm choke. Wasn't able to get that. And ended around trying for a rear naked. Which, you know, you're thinking, hey, a little bit more time she may have got. She may have got. It was really oh man, it was really good. So in the third round, now the third round, third round was great, right? Because it's what you want to see. Now you feel Grasso's up two rounds to one none. And you know, Barbara needs a finish. And barbara pushed for that finish. She was coming forward right coming forward trying to um throw grasso off a game she uh, she got a trip takedown she couldn't hold it but you know she was attempting a lot right attempting a lot gets a takedown at the end of the round now grasso she was still countering well still landing but you, you possibly could give that third to Barber for the pressure and the forward motion, but he didn't win it around. But what it was, and you know, it was good to see because Barber didn't give up. You know, she kept, she kept trying, and for such a young fighter, that's what you want. Right, you, you want to see that they can't get broken And that they are always trying to win Always trying to win and change things up You know, do things a little bit differently And that's what Barbara did So although she lost the fight Clearly lost the fight You know, there, there's definitely, you know Good things that we saw And Grasso oh, Alexa Grasso looked Great, looked really good, and we saw new tools, you know, the ground game, Uh, we hadn't seen that You know, she she looked very slick, so yeah, that was a really, really good performance from uh, Grasso So, now we go to the main event, right, the fight, the encounter, everyone has been waiting for can gilbert burns take kamara usman's welterweight championship does gilbert burns show that he had the advantage in the training right we get we get the answers we get the answers to all those questions every one of those questions that we had and um yo this fight people had everything, it had everything, right, starts off, and Gilbert Burns, he came out hot, he came out real hot, you know, like, I don't know, yeah, maybe they had that thing, like, we know that, but Camaro starts off slow, right, we know if we're gonna win, the best time to do it is in that first few seconds, throw him off, and then go for the kill, that's what Burns did, man, landed a big right, a big right that nearly put Um Usman down, right, Usman staggered, staggered, man, but was able to stay on his feet, right, and, um, yeah, Burns, he, whew, he was then trying, trying, going for the kill, people, but, I mean, something that was really impressive, firstly, Usman was able to take that shot, I mean, that was just insane, then, right, then we had the fact that Usman was able to keep his composure, you know, kept that composure, and, um, you know, w- was able to I think land some good strikes. Land some good strikes to to keep Burns, you know, off him. Right? So yeah, it, it, it was um was some interesting shit, right? But Burns, you know he really man, he he was just Trying to kill Usman Right now there was, a, there was a moment when Um Usman he goes down Right the, you know Just in some exchanges Not from a punch or anything like that But yeah Usman was like um Yeah I don't think I'm going to go down with you And Burns is just lying there like Yeah come on We can go Right Come get it man Come get it But Usman, he was standing above him Standing above him And, you know, throwing down some heavy shots And you think, at first Like, Burns is fine And then you saw Usman land a really big shot And it's just like Oh, no, I don't want to be I'm not going to stay here anymore (laughs) And, and And he gets up It was Ooh, it was interesting, because back on the feet, Burns, he lands a really nice combo, really nice combo at the end of the round, at the end of the round, you know, Usman gets off a jab, but you're just like, oh, yeah, that was Burns' round, people. So, second round, and Burns, he's coming out, he's pushing forward, but Usman, he's landing a very good jab very good jab, they exchange some kicks, you know Burns hits a big overhand right, and Usman, nice jab, big right, he's hurt Burns right, hurt Burns Usman is just uh, you know, going at Burns right, Landing some good shots drops Burns with a jab right, Burns he gets up he shoots, but can't, uh, can't get the takedown, can't get the takedown, and Usman, whew, he came back strong, after that first round, Usman came back strong, hurting Burns several times in the round, so we're now in the third, now in the third round, Burns is trying to push forward. Right, trying to push forward, trying to push that pace, but Usman, he, he fires a, a crisp, sharp jab down the pike, Burns goes down, Burns goes down, Usman is above him, dropping fire, dropping fire, Burns, he's, he, he's trying to cover, but he's eating, 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 in shots, the ref has to jump in, and still, people, and still, the Nigerian nightmare, Kamara Usman, retains the belt, and the emotion in there was, whew, I mean, Burns is, man, he's just, ugh, it's breaking down, man. He he's so upset, so upset. But props to Usman wasn't gloating, wasn't gloating. He 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 just sat there, sat there. Wasn't like running around celebrating. He he just waited, waited for Burns to um think, and then he walks over and he embraces him. You know they share some good, some real nice words. You know what I mean it? It was classy as fuck, man. It was classy as. Ugh. So all props to Uzban Then he calls Mazdao out Calls, calls Mazdao out You know And he's like Listen I'm gonna fuck anyone up <laughs> I'm gonna fuck anyone up But Man Give me out Because you know what I mean After the, the, the fight on Fire Island you know, Masvidal was like, oh, you know what? I, I, I want to fight him. I, you know, I want to have a chance. But he's like, you know, we, we, are fine. We'll take a- another fight. But he's like, oh, Masvidal isn't. You know, he, his team keep on turning shit down. So he's just like, you know, stop the fake shit. Let's go. So um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I do not know what's gonna happen. There are some really good fights there's some really good fights, you know, there's a lot of potential there, but I don't know who's going to beat Usman, I don't know who's going to beat Usman, right, because he looked so good, you know, at the big shot at the beginning, and then just came back and dominated, came back and dominated, we thought that Burns was going to have the speed advantage, Usman, that jab, That jab. You know what I mean? So, and a stoppage. Right? Early on. That was the big knock against Usman. He's not stopping people. You know? Well, (laughs) it stopped Covington. Now he stopped uh, Burns. So, Kamara Usman. Damn. He is... uh, He's a problem. He's a problem. And... He broke GSP's welterweight win streak record, which just in and of itself is huge. Now, not all title fights, right? Because GSP he did it with title fights, Um, but still very impressive. Especially when you look at some of the you know competition in that welterweight division. And he did it in, uh, you know, Black History Month. Which, uh, you know, all props to Usman, man. All props to Usman. The first African champion. Kamara just showed how much of a fucking badass he is. So, yeah. It was great. It was was definitely a great end to a very fun pay-per-view. Okay, people, so, as we draw to a close on another episode, um, you know, let's address a a few things, right, that obviously came out So, performance of the night, well, we had four, right, there wasn't a fight of the night I mean, you know, I th- I feel we could have gone, um, green row, right, that was a great fight um you know uh Marquez Patoli that was a you know it was a great fight Barba Grasso but for um performances it makes sense right so Pollyanna Viana she got 50 Anthony Hernandez got 50 I mean how could you not right Julian Marquez again how could you not and then Camaro right he, he definitely deserved that check man so um that was big right so uh, we did that um now a couple of interesting things so like uh gilbert in the post fight press conference like you know what I mean he he kind of equated what happened to uh, cody garbrandt when he was fighting TJ When he hurt him, rushed in And then got finished And he, and he was saying how he lost You know what I mean, focus And he was just, you know, ball in the china shop I mean, I, I, I feel Yeah, I, I feel we did rush But it's hard to deny How good Kamaro is You know what I mean The other big thing was Chris Gutierrez, man, Chris Gutierrez got pretty aggy with John Anik, which seemed insane, because during the fight, Anik was like, yo, these two are fighters, you know, when he was talking about Gutierrez and you, it's like, these two are fighters, and, you know, they're both fighting, they've got big fights outside, you know, they're fighting for custody, so, man, my my heart's with these dudes, and I respect what they're doing, you know, I I didn't show nothing but respect, but then Gutierrez is coming at him, like, he, I don't know, did something wrong, it was kind of crazy, Gutierrez, like, did delete the tweet, but it's a bit like, yo, I mean, If you've got beef, man, like you kind of feel send Danica DM at least, you know what I'm saying, it's a crazy thing to see, crazy thing to see, but uh, yeah, you know, it was a fun event, man, it was a fun event, but we had fight news people, alright? So, um, unfortunately, Emily Whitmore is out of her fight against Sam Hughes, right? It was meant to take place on the 27th of February, but, um, Whitmore's got an injury, so she's out. Now, Hughes was a late replacement, um, so we'll see what happens, you know? We'll see if they try and find someone or, you know, just move that fight. Um, now... On the 27th But this time of March Abu Azatar Will be fighting Marc-Andre Bariat So that's a fun one uh, We've then jumped To the 10th of April Jack Shaw will be fighting Hunter Azur That's a good fight for sure man You know what I mean I, I think that's a nice step up In composition Right, then the following no, actually, it's not the following week, <laughs> it's the 24th of April, yeah, which is UFC 261. Dana Batagirl will be filing Kevin Navidad, so uh, that's interesting. Um, then we jump to the 1st of May, people, 1st of May, and um. We will be seeing Andreas Michelaidis against KB Bulla. I, I you know what I mean I, I feel Bulla wants to um you know have a strong performance here after his debut didn't go quite to plan. Then on the 15th of May, Gina Mazzano will be fighting Priscilla Cacharrera. Haven't seen Cacharera for a while, so um yeah. That's a good fight. That's definitely a good fight. Uh, then we jump to the following week on the 22nd of May. David Duvac will be fighting Rulan Pavier. So, man, we've got some good fights to look forward to, people. But, man, this Wednesday, we will be previewing Derek Lewis against Curtis Blades Ooh, That's an interesting one man And these two have been going at it For a while so uh, Yeah looking forward to That card I think we've got an LFA At the weekend as well So if that's for sure We'll uh, you know what I mean Try and um, take a look at that card too But yeah people That is us We will catch you on Wednesday Alright So um Peace